Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. If you're seriously hurt in an accident, you'll want all the money you deserve. That's called justice. But there wouldn't be lawyers if justice was easy. No, justice is not easy. It's fought for and it's won. At Brown and Crouppen, we fight for justice every day. If you want some, call 222-2222. Because at Brown and Crouppen, justice is our business. Rise and shine, St. Louis. It's the morning after on KPN-TFM HD2, Collinsville, St. Louis. At the morning after STL on YouTube and on TMASTL.com with Tim McKernan, Doug Vaughn, Iggy Strode, The Plowboy, and Action Jackson. 707 in St. Louis, you are listening to TMA. Timothy Michael McKernan, Douglas Elvin Vaughn, The Plowhawk, Action Jackson with you. Ken Strode not available uh, today, Doug. He will not no. be in today uh, the big hope. corporate meetings in Minneapolis yeah today? I think they're actually uh, projecting uh, Phoenix today oh are they really yeah. probably where he is no. doing annuals oh Ken Strode okay. has just yeah. walked in he has just walked okay. in and uh, we welcome an action Jackson's in the Horton Watkins studios we welcome you as a friend of the feather to text in at your convenience via the EDF group text inbox 314881-TMA5. You are also welcome to call in. We want to do a lot of phone calls today. 636-9004-TMA. And, of course, email in for our design, air, heating, and cooling email today, the morning after, at insidestl.com. Doug, it is a Monday chock full of mm, sports, yeah. at least for where we are in St. Louis in 2023, Sons NFL. Right. Uh, it's a Sadie Hawkins. Oh. What do you want? I mean, Jordan Montgomery's out there carving up the Astros. Right. Is he pricing himself out of coming to St. Louis? Is Aaron Nola pricing himself out of coming to St. Louis? Probably, yes. Missouri's number 20 in the country now, mm, beating I, Kentucky I yeah. in a Sunday charge for the ages. The St. Louis Blues have tightened up defensively, mm-hmm. and they now have three points out of a possible four. And you're starting to think about a chalice and a parade down market in June. I'm thinking about that already. Do we have any games in hand? Six. They got what seventy eight to play, something like that. Six. No, I guess Mizzou. I guess, Fight Tiger. I, I guess that would be. Th- Jackson, is that the right answer? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, there he you is. Sure, I got how could it be anything game else? Two? I could uh, be like game two. Uh, 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 a blues. Well, I mean, it's game two. Like, <laughs> just like ranking it. Like, if if the Blues played three games over the weekend, won all three, then maybe. But it was one game. Yeah. Wow, like that's, not, that's not going to play. That's not going to play well. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's the truth. Sometimes being slapped with the truth doesn't feel great. You know, going to gloss over Lexi Thompson missing the cut. Yeah, what about that? Yeah, I think what we about that? gloss right over that. I actually, I actually mm-hmm. was watching that. That is, that's where things have gone for me now. I was. That's the only reason anybody's I mean, watching. Doug, so there it is. I guess we have our lead. It was Lexi yeah. Thompson 72 hours ago. Why would it surprise you that a woman couldn't make the cut in a PGA event? Babe, there is. Well, it was every every headline I saw was historic. <laughs> historic what? Breaking the glass ceiling. Well, that's the seventh woman is 
if they just let you in there and you, you haven't really earned it, but they just let you in there, that's that shouldn't be historic. It was like the female kicker from Vanderbilt. She didn't get there because she was the best kicker. She got there because she was a female. That doesn't that doesn't do anything good for anybody, does it? Does, just, it, does that give all the nice little cake. girls? Does, just... it, does it give all the little girls in America hope that they too can be a NCAA men's college football kicker? No. I mean, if if you earn your way to that to history, that's fantastic. But Are... if you're given it, it's just given it to you. That doesn't mean much. Is it true that she missed a six footer to make the cut? No, she missed the cut by three shots. Oh, okay. I read that she missed a six-footer having her missed the cut. I don't know why they coincided with that. Doug, we've already spent two more minutes on Lexi Yeah, I was kidding. That was a tough one. That's a strong take. I mean, it's one of the best ever. takes ever. Thought could have happened. I'm sure the weird inboxes, thing is, is that I actually did watch it. That's the most startling part about the whole thing. Montgomery would never come back here unless the money was too good, which would never happen here. That's from mm. Bobo Brazil. He's not happy in the YouTube chat. Okay. I, I thought he was with, long dead. I agree with both of you, though. If he, if he has a good, you know, NLCS and gets to the World Series, has a good World Series, he's going to make a lot of money. I, he's already there. He's already going to make a ton of money, no matter what happens the rest of the way. Yeah, average starting... makes $20 million. If I'm looking at that, I'm making 30 like, yeah, <laughs> average starting pitchers nowadays are in that eighteen to twenty million dollar range, and he's well above average. I mean, he's probably one of the top twenty starting pitchers in baseball right now. Yeah, he he might be a thirty million a year guy. <laughs> That's, that just comes, seems crazy, but he might be. So with him and Noah, low, here comes a low hanging fruit. Oh yeah, we'll get a starting pitcher we've never heard of. But with Noah and Montgomery, that could be like thirteen years and like three hundred million worth of. That's a lot to it, think it about. It won't happen. It won't happen. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, you can watch on YouTube. You can chat with Bobo Brazil, Howard Thompson, and Bobo Brazil. Uh, that's who's in chat right now. Howard Thompson. Slash, I don't know. Like he had to the prompter. Oh, you know him? No, it's Howard Morton. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, yeah, two different Thompson guys. Did. Thompson's another guy. <laughs> Just because your name is Howard doesn't mean you're the same as, as all other Howards. I don't know a lot of Howards. <laughs> Uh, Jake Reynolds says, hi, Tim. Hi, Jake. How are you? Okay. Good? Good. 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 Very good. Oh, all right. Uh, Doug, the Fighting Tigers now uh, ranked number 20 in, in a game that after the first quarter, for real, were you watching this live? I was, and I, and I kind of stopped watching it live. I said, this is going oh really to really be ugly. I wonder what the Blues are doing. And then I started watching the Blues and missed the fake punt Plow that Coach Hawk. Strode called. Were you uh, watching it live? I was actually at a wedding reception at the oh, Holiday really? Inn across from Six Flags. Who kind so. of bragged. <laughs> I didn't want to brag. Welcome but to Team Unrelatable. <laughs> brought out my best suit for that one. Some the other, some a the wing other dinger, as Dennis Hopper called it in Hoosiers. Doug, he said, I'll wear a wing dinger. <laughs> Any of the out-of-town relatives stay at Jellystone? <laughs> <laughs> What's funny was I didn't know anybody at the wedding. And well, what never, are you doing there? <laughs> Madison's friend, um, who she went to college with, I do believe, is uh, the relationship with them. So I went there knowing I wouldn't know anybody. And what's funny, the dynamic of, like, parents and kids fighting downstairs while one of them is eating a big ice cream cone from mm. Six Flags, while mm. also three flights up of stairs, there is a beautiful wedding reception going right. on. I thought that's so St. Louis. You're lucky you didn't but see But I did live I missed the fake punt. Yeah, me too. But I live stream a lot of the game. Plowsy would have 
I was thinking this when it was 14 nothing. I, I was looking on Twitter to see if Plowsy was going to tweet something. I'm glad I didn't because I, I kind of felt like maybe a comeback was going on, but I was balls there, there deep. Was, there, was absol- there was zero reason whatsoever to think that there was a comeback coming. So you, well, would, I didn't, you would I know you weren't watching it, so I'm saying if you would have been watching it, uh, Doug, what do you do during Missouri games? You hang out in the Power <laughs> Mizzou chat. That's what you oh, do. I don't. Not, not once have I ever gone on there, in fact. <laughs> oh, really? Colonel's got his new column up. Colonel will join us, brought to you by James Carlton. Uh, Ten Thoughts for Monday Morning, presented by Will Garrett. That's uh, the Colonel. Uh, coming up at 9 o'clock, James Carlton presenting that. Um, but for real, because I went into that game, and I don't know how you went into that game. I went into that game thinking I could see Kentucky winning by 21. I could see Missouri winning by 21. I, unlike 2007 and 2013, I didn't feel like, and I asked Gabe about that on 101 on Friday, I didn't feel like we had a real gauge as to whether or not Missouri was really good or if their record was just a byproduct of playing five teams they should have beaten. Yeah. And the best win, K-State, didn't look as good after they lost at Oklahoma State. And Kentucky is good. And so after 14 to nothing, an absolute dominating form, too. I mean, that was so dominating with the ease with which Ray Davis was running the football, the struggle with which Missouri was operating offensively. The, the also rare, I, I, I hate talking about effort. It's so overused at hockey. I have no idea where the hell people think they can gauge an individual or a team's effort, but whatever. It's talked about all the time in hockey. I thought, man, they're just not into it. They're not into yeah. it. And then there was a little scrap in the end zone after Kentucky touchdown on a late hit by Missouri on a, an opposing team scoring, which happened last week with Jaden Daniels. It just wasn't called, and it did injure Daniels. And I thought maybe that will spark them. But even then, it didn't really spark them. And I was thinking not only, just for the purpose of full transparency, were they going to lose the game? I thought they were going to lose the game by about 35 to 40 points or more. And holy crap, a discussion that you just didn't even think was going to be in play could come in back into play would be the stability of Eli Drinkwitz as the head coach at Missouri. Yeah. Then, three quarters later, Eli Drinkwitz and Missouri has, from my standpoint, his best win. Give him an extension. His best win, and they dominate Kentucky for the final three quarters. Dominate them defensively, too. If you would have looked at that box score before the game and said, hey, Luther Burden's going to have what he had and Brady Cook's going to have what he had, you would have gone, oh, my God, how in the world could they possibly win that game? They did nothing, relatively speaking, outside of Luther Burden being the focal point of the, the Kentucky defense, but then Missouri's depth allowed them to move the football. But it was the defense that adjusted after looking like they were going to get run over, in particular by Ray Davis, the Kentucky running back, in the first quarter. What an absolute stunning and dominant turnaround. They came back and outscored him 38-7. to 38-7. to seven. And, and then Schrader... the 7, by the way, was because of an, an interception, which I think was the right call. I do think that hit the ground, yeah. but it was overturned. Otherwise, I don't know if Kentucky scores again. Who could have seen that coming, especially no. for the Missouri defense? This is a 10-win team, potentially. And if they get Ryan Wingo, I, I'm going to – I don't like drink personality. I never will. But I think he got to extend him again. Oh. I, I honestly think he – because he's a guy that could jump ship. 
I mean, it, his stock has probably never been higher in his career, certainly yeah, right now. True. Yeah. And it's only a two-year extension, right? He has next year and the year after, two years after this. I'm not sure. I, I think you gotta you gotta hand him more cash because what he's done in the recruiting section of not only the country but especially St. Louis, he's locking down guys you've watched for three or four years out here. So I, I don't like the personality, never will, but respect to his name now because I mean it, it, Georgia's the only real competition. Tennessee is and South Carolina they can score a lot of point potentially, but they can't stop anybody. Well, but I. I, don't I, know. I well, you know, just temper because, as, as the colonel says, Doug, and you live by what the colonel says. I don't really. It's never as good as you think it is. It's never as bad as you think it is. Yeah. Uh, that, you know, I, I think South Carolina is going to be a challenge this week. It's a bad set of circumstances similar to LSU and that they lost a game they should have won in the final seconds. I think South Carolina's loss against Florida is the worst loss in the SEC so far this year. You have to be really paying attention to this crap to be aware of it. But I think... They were down, Florida was down 10 points, I think, with less than five minutes left and came back and won in regulation. I mean, that was an absolute collapse. So you could have what happened with Miami this past Saturday night in North Carolina and a team come out but then just be exhausted and kind of get run. Um, Or you could have a team motivated and you don't know what you're going to get. In the case of LSU, they were slow to start and then they turned it around and then they put it on Missouri in the final few quarters offensively and I guess they improved defensively. South Carolina is not playing for what LSU is. LSU could still win the SEC. South Carolina will not be winning the SEC, but South Carolina blew a game against Florida on Saturday. So what will their motivation factor be? If Missouri beats South Carolina, and they're about a six-point favorite, uh, it gives you, as a college football fan, and in particular, I suppose, as a Missouri fan, and Illinois, I think, kind of comes from the same DNA, the thing that you get maybe once a decade, maybe once every five to six years, and that is the rare experience of the best part of college football, which is hope. And you then have a bye week in between South Carolina and a trip to Georgia. And because that is a CBS doubleheader day, it is scheduled that way, one game will be on CBS at 2.30 and the other game will be on CBS at 6.45. And unless Missouri loses to South Carolina, Missouri-Georgia will likely decide the SEC East, albeit I still would say Missouri loses that game 90 to 95% of the time, but still there's 5 to 10% chance they win. And then you have Alabama playing LSU and Tuscaloosa, which likely decides the SEC West. So I would imagine that is the way CBS schedules it. I would tend to think Missouri-Georgia would be 2.30 St. Louis time and and Alabama-LSU would be 6.45. Point being, from a program-building standpoint, if you can be 7-1 going into Georgia and getting the 2.30 time slot against a team that likely will be on you know, whatever game of its winning streak it will be, unless they somehow slip up to Florida uh, at the world's biggest cocktail party. And I said it, and I'm sorry I said it, because I know that that is, that's not good. That's the kind of thing that as a fan base you hope for, and as a national perception, which is such a big part of college football, you dream of. But that is what is on the table should they beat South Carolina this weekend after coming back with such resounding force in the second, third, and fourth quarters against Kentucky on Saturday night. The win makes me even more frustrated with the LSU loss. I know I shouldn't think that way, but it does to think they are so close to being unbeaten. 
Yeah, but so also... It still kind of bugs me, because I think that game still came down to that bad center snap. I think if that snap doesn't happen, they go on and win that game. But look at the progress from last year to this year. It's crazy. So I think a one-year jump like how you're having, you're going to have a loss like that. Now it's used no oh, joke. I, I mean, yeah, they I probably have are. one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Yeah. Great duo wide receiver. So, I, I mean, those losses are going to happen. You don't want a loss against, you know, a bandy or, you know, come out and lose to South Carolina. I... I, I get it. Sounds like a little bit of a trap game in Spencer Rattler. Good. I, I just don't know if anybody outside of Georgia is going to be able to contain that team. They got a good vibe, too. They're close knit. Yeah. Feels like, you know, I don't know. They I didn't think you watched the game. I'm, I watched a lot of games this year. I'm just saying, no. in general, I just think with that sort of, you know, a Missouri team two years ago. You're down 14 nothing, getting dominated. You're probably losing in that game. But see, so see this, this is why I think college football is so much about the process as far as is a team making progress or is a team regressing. And so if you were watching them last year, which is why I was in the surprising spot of being Eli Drinkwitz supporter versus where Missouri fans were early in his tenure, you could tell there was improvement. The problem is they lost games that they should have won. And you can make a case they won some games they could have lost. Arkansas, Vanderbilt being two, but the Auburn game was, I mean, as much of a win as you can possibly have uh, with with losing a football game. And they weren't getting blown off the field minus Tennessee. Plus, you had all these returning starters coming back. But to win in the fashion that they won against Kentucky and dominating them, 38-7, to seven, I mean, dominating them. 38 to 7. That that is the most not only impressive win but most resounding win. Uh, and I think there's a difference because I think the K-State win may have been the most impressive to date if you look at, you know, the way things played out. But that was so resounding what they did in the second, third and fourth quarter. It was dominant and it was dominant defensively. Imagine if they were able to do what they've done in the first few games, minus Middle Tennessee and South Dakota, but Memphis, Vanderbilt, LSU against Kentucky offensively. But you got to credit the team on the other side of the ball, and that's Kentucky's defense that plays a role in that. But either way, to do what they did defensively against that team and get pressure uh, on the quarterback without the blitz, that was something that Gabe was wondering going in after the LSU game. Can they even do that without the blitz? They were getting getting into the backfield. It was so impressive. Kentucky just didn't have an answer, and then Kentucky gets all frustrated and has penalty after penalty after penalty, which had been a problem for Missouri. So I get exactly what you're saying. It was one of the first things I got from people who were after that game texting, man, that makes that LSU game suck even more. Mm-hmm. But the thing is I would say they've played three coin flip games and they're two and one in the coin flip games. You know what I mean? Yeah. But and, and it's tough to win all of your coin flip games unless you are in another world talent wise, like Georgia, for example. Most likely maybe Michigan maybe this year. I don't know if Washington is in that category. I don't think Florida State's in that category, albeit undefeated. By the way, just a brief aside. Huh. North Carolina's kind of a sneaker play for the national championship or at least getting into the college football playoff for a team that nobody ever talks about. But if you look at their schedule and their current record, uh, that's that's just a if you want to just throw like ten bucks on something, that would be uh that'd be worth your time. North Carolina. North Carolina, All yes. Right. But I uh, digress, Doug. Uh, what were you uh, about to say? Uh 
No, I was just talking about the uh, the frustration about the LSU loss. But things like that are going to happen. One play makes a difference in a lot of games. That that fake punt against Kentucky made a huge difference. That was, turn it was it, it. Turn it around completely. It was absolutely it. It was yeah. it was. And the weird thing is Kentucky was sitting on it. But I think yeah. what Kentucky was sitting on is they were sitting on a 10-yard pass play and not a deep pass play from a gentleman who's a walk-on punter. Mm-hmm. He threw a good pass. And he threw a perfect pass. Yeah. And the guy was covered, still came down with yeah. it. Speedy Johnson, that's your guy, Speedy. Speedy, yeah. Yeah. It was a heck of a Speedy play. Speedy Keese. I had to see it on the replay because I'd given up on the tie. Well, the defender then thought I switched it was a, back. <clears throat> the defender thought it was a punt. And the receiver was just going to down it there. You think? As I said a couple weeks ago, they should have tried that, but... That play, yeah, that went 35 yards, right? Like that went 39, a lot, yeah. 39 yards. I mean, he caught it around the 10 to 12. Yeah. I think it's catch. clear they're listening to Coach Strode. Absolutely. Iggy, you want to do this bit? Well, I mean, Drinkwitz is listening to the show, obviously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, a week later, he tries it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And wasn't quite the, as desperate a situation. I disagree. This one might have caught him by surprise. Down fourteen, nothing. I mean, exactly. Yeah, I'm but with it, Iggy 100 percent on this. It's it apples wasn't like to apples. A minute left in the game, and you had no other shot. Yeah, but if it doesn't work, they're down fourteen, nothing. They get the ball. They're probably going to score again. I, I give Drinkwitz credit. I mean, you know, people think I want him to lose every week. I don't. Just because I pick him to lose doesn't mean I want him to lose. Now, what about the soundbite that made its way around social media in which last year you said you hoped that they lose? Well, last year, yeah, because I was hoping drink whiskey out of here. Now that we committed here. <laughs> but I was wrong because somebody's going to transcribe this exchange. <laughs> I was wrong because if you look at, you know, before the second half and then the entire second half, I mean, they obviously made a bunch of changes. You know, and drink isn't a defensive coordinator, but I saw him a couple times go over to the defensive lineman and talk to him, and he was over there with the defensive coach talking. So it wasn't like he was ignoring us. He was doing some coaching. And just the, the way they came out in the second half, it was like a different team was playing. Yeah. And that's coaching. That's not, you know, players said, ah, we might as well play now. No, they made defensive changes, and uh, it worked. So I give him credit for that. Schrader had the one touchdown run there late in the game, but before that, he, he didn't have much running room. Yeah, he didn't. I've always thought you need at least one bigger back to get that th- when you're third and one, when you're down at the goal line. It, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me to run the smallest guy on the field up the middle of the line. But they, they did that time and time again. Finally, he broke one there near the end. But And he's usually a very good back for the rest of the game. I would just like to see a some sort of short yardage running back with a little more bulk, a little more muscle there. Your thoughts are welcome on the topic. 314-881-TMA5. Mm-hmm. And now you're a friend of the feather because you're texting in regularly and, and you're just part of the show. Uh, 314-881-TMA5, the EDF group text inbox. You want to support the sponsors on this program? That's wonderful. EDF is the text inbox sponsor on TMA. 314-881-TMA5. Do you want to support the EDF group as a sponsor of TMA? It's real simple. Do you have a fire extinguisher where you work? The answer is yes, you certainly do. So please email the EDF group at fire at the edfgroup.com so a technician can come out and explain to your team how the EDF Group can save your company money. Again, that email address is fire at the edfgroup.com. The EDF Group is hot and will prevent your facility from having hot fires. Experience the EDF Group difference. Learn more at the edfgroup.com.
TMA.com. Munganass, the sponsor of our 7 o'clock hour here on TMA. Doug, give me one thing you like about Munganass. I'm just looking for one, but if you want to give me six, give me six. I'd say the treatment you get when you get service nice. on your car. Nice, nice, That's nice, what nice. I'd say, because that happens to everybody. No matter where you buy your car, you can take it to Munganass to get it worked on. You find the nicest people, most knowledgeable people, clean. I feel like you could eat dinner on the showroom in the... Uh, floor back there where they fix your car. It is really a wonderful place. Great people. Good waiting room there with snick snacks, mm. drinks, and everything. You'll be so happy. And then they wash your car usually when they're done with it. Wash it. Yeah. Yeah. I've had uh, a couple cars in there for service. Always very happy with the with the treatment that you get. It's Mug and Espons for the 7 o'clock hour. Secret number. Straight to the Muckety Mucks. Yes. 314-252-00- Two nine. That's three one four two five two zero zero two nine. That's right. Or just go online at stlouisacura.com or altontoyota.com. And here's the thing: even if you didn't get your car from Munganas, get your car serviced at Munganas. St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota sponsor of the seven o'clock hour here on TMA. Glenn Betts Jewelers in business in St. Louis since 1941 and operated by the third and fourth generation of the Betts family. The Glenn Betts difference is you are served personally, not sold. Glenn Betts Jewelers develops relationships through generations of your family as well. They get to know your likes, your lifestyle, and who and what you love. Those are the three L's. GlennBettsJewelers.com, G-L-E-N-N B-E-T-Z, Jewelers.com located one mile east to 270 on Manchester and De Pere. In the jewelry business, there is good, there is better, and then there is Betts. The Betts family passion for serving their customers has been passed down from generation to generation. We get toward the holiday season. People start thinking about getting engaged. Support the sponsors. You will experience a difference at GlennBettsJewelers.com. In De Pere, one mile east of 270 on Manchester. Coming up two weeks, is it two weeks from Saturday? Three weeks from Saturday? It's the TMA Trivia Night, and that is taking place at St. Gabriel's, and you can get your table or just buy a couple of uh, tickets, and you will be paired with others at November 11th at St. Gabriel's. This year, trivia questions will test your general sports entertainment and St. Louis knowledge. Doors open at 6.30, trivia at 7 p.m. Tickets are $45 per person. You can purchase single tickets, a table of eight, or anything in between. Tickets include food from Salt and Smoke and Beer from Anheuser-Busch, but feel free to bring your own food and drinks as well. A portion of the proceeds from the night will go to St. Gabriel's. You can register your table or buy your tickets right now at tmastl.com. That's tmastl.com. It's also where you can register to be our Milagro Tequila Listener of the Month, Tmastl. Dot com. Gabe with us at 9 o'clock, brought to you by James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. Jackson and I will talk it over with Jeremy Rutherford coming up at 1045 on Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. And you are welcome to participate in any and all of the programs. 314-881-TMA5, 636-9004-TMA, or email the morning after at InsideSTL.com for our design, air, heating, and cooling email of the day. Uh, Doug, here is the fake punt. Uh, that Iggy called oh, yeah. and deserves all of the credit for, and I hope okay. people are doing that right now via text. Uh, it took place in the second quarter, fourth and ten. Here it is. Maybe could have thought about attempting a 56-yarder with a big lane. I'm going to fake it, and the throw to the sideline is caught! Touchdown, Missouri, Marcus Johnson! That kid I just mentioned that on Friday, that kid just 
scores touchdowns. Every catch, I feel like I see him. Yeah, I feel like he has about a 75% conversion rate <laughs> uh-huh. on catches for touchdowns. Yeah. It's insane. It's also Marquise. Marquise. Yeah. yeah. Speedy to you, Doug. Freshman. Yeah. Nice little guy. Nice little that's all receiver. It yeah. seemed like Stoops was like screaming at the top of his lungs, like, "Hey, why is the fastest guy at receiver their gunner right now? Like, keep your eyes up." It but I read like... about that in the co- the coverage, and he has been acting as gunner lately. Okay, all right, but, uh, that that might be a long like a long con kind of thing. So that's uh, not weird. They, they analyzed Kentucky's special teams, and they the observation, um, and I believe the uh, special teams coach is Eric Link, Doug. Yeah. And the observation was that on the plus side of the field, if you're punting against Kentucky, they automatically go into safe mode, which means they're not going to return it. And so that play is there on the outside against Kentucky. And so they knew that if they had that opportunity, they were going to utilize it. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, they had the opportunity, and uh, and it was the game-changing play. Uh, here is Eli Drinkwitz on uh, the fake punt. Oh, I'd like to hear that. Hit the lever, please, Plows. Yeah. Better mention me. We just knew from scouting that there was an opportunity. They, they go safe defense once you cross the 50. So we knew anytime we crossed the 50, um, if they went safe, that, that we had uh, that call on. And we had practiced it all week. And, uh, you know, down 14 nothing. what do you got to lose at that point? So we said, let's roll it. And uh, Luke made an unbelievable throw. And uh, Marquise made a great catch. And, uh, you know, Luke celebrated so much he wasn't out there as the holder for the extra point because ne- he didn't understand that if you throw a touchdown, then you're actually supposed to go be the holder. So heads up by Sydney to get out there, or, or sorry, Riley to get out there and hold for us. But uh, we'll make him do his up-downs on Sunday. Huh. Is that push-ups? Probably so. Are those probably, burpees? You like probably, burpees? I don't like to do burpees, but I think they're good exercise. There's probably not a whole lot of punters that could have made that throw. That throw was so good. Yeah. I mean, it would let it let him like back shoulder was kind of perfect. And even like look up, he just fired that thing as soon as it got in his hands. Like he was very confident that that was going to be the play. He must have played a little quarterback in high school or. He said he played baseball. Yeah, he played baseball. Oh, I bet he was shaking though when that play is called. Everybody should know the Mizzou punters family are members at Algonquin. So suck my. Licks you loser. Oh. That's from Morrison Woods Wacko, Doug. Is he really? How about that? Yeah. Well, yeah. I had a great time at Algonquin on Friday. Oh, yeah. It didn't rain a lick. I can't believe no. it. It said 80% chance of rain. Thought for sure we were going to get hammered with it. That's outstanding. What it, a break. It, it, I don't what know What kind of why. score did you put up? I would say the Plowhawk shot two over. No, not correct. But I did have a weird round. So I started off with a bogey. Hit almost Number every one fair- is a tough golf hole, Doug. I mean, if you push it right, you have foliage. The bunker is in play, uh, but then if you go left, boy, that rough, you always describe it as penal. I've never described it as that. So I started off with a bogey and then kind of went downhill a little bit, but I did. Well, two and three are challenging, and, and you are not greeted that... with a gentle caress of the hand of the golf course, are you, Doug? You are, no. You are I've penalized right that. out of the gate. No. Sometimes I hit two good of shots that went over the green, uh, but I finished with four pars and four eights. Nice. Oh, it's like a Mickelson card. Not, Not a kidding. snowman. Four pars and four eights. Yeah. What about Stephen Wildwood? He's trending. I think we got probably similar scores. He kind of was going downhill a little bit, but during the round, he uh, he was killing it. Wacko and his boy Tom. They were Tom was a great addition as well. So it was but just let's a talk fun about day. Tom's game. The hell is Tom? He was a three or a four handicap. I know on the front he shot one over. 
and I shot one over on hole one. So it was oh. a little bit. But he couldn't have been nicer. Could not have been a nicer guy. So I did not know the punter. Uh, uh, Stephen Wilde says he shot 102 plowhawk. Okay. I feel like that's probably what I shot. I didn't. Wacko kept score. I just shouted my scores out to him. Um, yeah, it was a fun day. Fun little day, Doug. You I like say a fun little, little day. I like you that. You say little. The punter is also a DeSmet grad. Licks suck it. That's oh. from Ken's Wedding Toast. Okay. Yeah, I guess, I guess that 61 yarder was just because it was the last play of the game. But this is like, and that was a fake punt. This is like the third or fourth time that I that he's not gone for like a 55, 56 yard field goal and punted. Yeah, I know. I don't get it either. Although he did miss one badly. And he missed one against LSU yeah. badly. And both have been debated as to whether or not they were blocked or not. I don't think that one against Kentucky was blocked. Well, yeah, I think he just missed it. I think, but but the coverage says that yeah. it was blocked. I've never seen a ball do that after being kicked. I'm the worst telling kick you, in the history of football, if it wasn't touched, it's like a knuckleball. I think I and I hope I'm wrong. That I mean, because you could make a case that it certainly, I mean, if you're picking plays from the LSU game, the one where I go, oh God, was the false start snap count third and one debacle that led to third and six, and then mm-hmm. unfortunately. Uh, Brady Cook got hit from the blind side, and then that led to fourth and 32, whereas now I think everyone agrees that was a fake punt opportunity. Yes, yes. Uh, but they used it in Kentucky instead. But I think you fake it there, and I think you fake it everywhere going forward, and I think it'll catch people off guard. No more punts. No more punts line up in the formation. Right. It's like a draw play now out of the shotgun at this point. But... Mevis missed a field goal. I think it was only a 44-yarder, and it was the same kind of thing that it didn't even get close to the uprights against LSU. And it was so low, but it was so weird that people go, was it blocked? Was it not blocked? Did he just knuckle it? I don't know. And then that was the same thing against Kentucky. So either the special team's coverage on the field goal unit, which has been a problem from the outset, continues to be an issue, or Mevis is just having a continuation of the mental issues that got him at times last year following the Auburn game, well, starting in the Auburn game. And then also, I know it's kind of been a race because of the 6 to one yarder against K-State, but he was having field goal issues that I think was the biggest concern after the first mm-hmm. couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So considering, even though I know probably most Missouri fans, and this is the way that it works, because that's why I keep going back to it's never as good as it seems and it's never as bad as it seems, are assuming that South Carolina is a walk in the park. I don't think that is the case. Uh, I hope it is, but I'm not sure that it is. And then Georgia, and then Tennessee, and then Florida, and Arkansas, even though it's a mess record-wise, played Alabama tight in Tuscaloosa this weekend, you're going to need Harrison Mevis. And if Harrison Mevis is mentally freed up when he's going, well, crap, nobody's expecting to make a 61-yarder. You know, it's like hitting a driver when you have no hazards or trees and just free up. He has had some issues with field goals. I mean, even the one that he made against LSU looked like like a mishit, if you remember. I mean, you got to go really into the memory bank on that. It was like a low cut that went back and then back, and then it cut back into the uprights. Point being... From like 40 to 60, he's having issues. 60 and beyond, one for one. Mm, That's not a problem. But that, you know, he missed another one in the third quarter against Kentucky, and that was kind of a momentum shift after Missouri had run momentum in the second quarter. My point being, I don't know if they have walks in the park left on the schedule. They certainly could have some. 
you're going to need Harrison Nevis, and there is a little something off there. I would have been surprised had he kicked the field goal on at 14 to nothing, um, not because of Mevis per se, but because Missouri had shown no indication to stop Kentucky, and I don't think a field goal was going to be the thing that was going to be the, the salve to what was the don't wound. Don't say salve. I, think, say, I thought you'd like that. I, I actually chose salve thinking you would no. like it. Uh, well, they did waste three punts. Bauer did punt three times. If he throws fake punts on those three, you know, chalk up another 21 points. Right. And then I think they're ranked 17th instead. And of is he a Heisman candidate? He's got to be. Well, I think then it becomes mm. the conversation like the Eagles with the tush push, where they have to outlaw the fake punt from Missouri. I could see mm. that. It's just too, Brady Cook going to have to transfer because <laughs> with the punter season, right? They'll just start first and first and ten fake punt. Yeah, I think they should. They should, they should <laughs> go back to. Punt. They should go back to college and pro. They should go back to that outlawing that you can push him from behind. God, I saw four or five games where they just line three people up behind the quarterback and just start pushing them for 15 yards. You don't like that? Yards. No, it's it's dumb. It's just like you can't pick somebody up and carry them. No. I saw one quarterback, he did. He kind of got behind his butt and he kind of picked him up and started pushing him through the line. Oh. Well, both teams can do it. I know they can, but I think it's kind of takes away from the game. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Uh, I don't know what this is in reference to, uh, Jackson. Why haven't we discussed Virgin's Twitter post? A mid-twenties man alone at home recording himself alone watching a football game capped off of the celebration. No wonder your crank never gets wet. That's from the Wilson oh, Woods Wacko. So you're mistaken. And once again, you're popping off with having, you know, bad information. I didn't see any Twitter posts from you. I posted. Is, is the show not entirely all retired from social media? I feel like we're kind of all <laughs> just much. done. Yeah. <laughs> so that tweet I sent was a gif from when I was live streaming the Missouri basketball team. Oh, so tournament. you did send out a tweet. I sent out a gif after the after the victory, or actually with like four minutes left in the game, because it seemed like everyone in Lexington was getting out of the uh, elements. Did you talk to Medina how to use that? Monique uh, Medina. I, I'm already I, I trying kinda, to find that drop. I used my uh, my own. <laughs> My own strength to do this, but yeah. It says your account doesn't exist. Oh, well, it exists, baby. And um, you blocked me. It blocked you. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny. That would be great. God, no, I. So I have a gif of me kind of cel. KG Nota actually sent me the gif of me kind of celebrating after uh, you know a big bucket <laughs> or something. I see it. And so I posted, it, but that was not from the Kentucky game of of Saturday. That was from. Here it is. Is that a newer point? Utah State game. <laughs> we don't know. And and was that, that was that a highlight of last year's report? Or is that a new report? Was that a bit? Or was that a sketch? It was what a bit? Well, <laughs> what we just did. Because you, I'm sure you, like Barstool does when they make bets and they go back and they pause it, then they go back and rewind and do a fake upset because they lost a bet. Mm, What's not charge? It's not oh. real time. Yeah, you were pumping your arms, sir. Yeah, I, Doug. I, I mean, it was a live stream, so it's kind of hard to. 
do anything like that. So this was not from Saturday night. I mean, uh -uh. you could see the sun shining bright like a diamond. Right. So that would tell you that Beautiful. it was not at nighttime. I mean, yeah. I mean, anyone. I, I don't know. It's. I thought it was pretty obvious that wasn't from Friday night, but I guess oh, it was Oh, people wasn't. are stupid as hell. They don't well, I mean, well, if I, you either, post it right after a, a win, people are going to think you well, just did gift. that. Well, okay. I guess. No, okay. Then I'll give the context now. Then, no, that was not. I was with my friends at a bar watching on... Uh, Great sexual is this magical place okay. to me that's between asexual <laughs> and cam someone says, That's what it says. I mean, I'm using myself in my own gift, so I guess that's kind of cringe, but whatever. I, I felt like it was funny. Yeah, so. Eric in the Central West End is not a fan of the fact that you use yourself in your own gift. Yeah, well, surprise, surprise. He's upset. Mm. Jackie posted a GIF of himself. Cool. Eric in the Central West End. Sick. I used it. Brian Henschen. Doug, uh, how about oh, those Colts? Gosh. Uh, where they? They went to Texas, did they go? Where were they? I know it was a road game. I, I was wondering if Henschen went. they lost. Jacksonville. Yeah, Jacksonville, Texas. Jacksonville and Texas. I thought Long they played horns, in Texas. Quinny Ears, Mullet. It's unbelievable. The NFL just is not as much fun to watch. Packers were off. I kind of had a lazy Sunday, so I thought I'd... it's hard to watch. I don't know. We always seem to get the Bears games here, well, too. Well, that Bears-Viking game, if you wanted to hate the NFL and not watch it again, you yeah. watch that and you're good. I don't you're think there's cleansed. any team worse to watch than the Chicago Bears. I think both are bad to watch. Barstool literally live streams the watch parties. Those reactions are 100% real. Iggy, wrong again. That's from Larry Thornton. I don't believe they live stream every football game and they just happen to show the ones where they lose a bet or they, Portnoy covers a bet in the last second score. So they're live streaming three and a half hours of them watching a football game? Oh, they do it all day. They do yeah, they, about they usually 10 hours stream. of live streams. They usually live stream the entire Sunday. Well, now, the I celebrations I'm with you are Fake. How could it be no. fake if they're live streaming? The, uh, the, well, they, they, you're saying that they're exaggerated. Is that what you're saying? It's 100% ridiculous. Because that helps build your hashtag brand, yeah. and then maybe yeah. you can live on 45000 in New York City? And if you, so lucky if you set up a if you set up a camera just to capture your reaction, you're not going to just sit there deadpan when your team scores a touchdown. <laughs> I guess the Franks things are always live, too, where he... Starts chewing on a towel after they give up a home run. That's always Frank live. Frangie. Frank Frangie. Well, I don't know what Frank's last name is. Frangie. Did Kenny just say he watched a game where they pushed the quarterback for 15 yards? What game did that happen in? That's Nathan, east side of Alton. Well, there were a couple of quarterbacks from the, you know, first and goal, second and goal from the three. They pushed him in. But there was a running back who was stopped, and then five five linemen came from behind him and started pushing him for 15 yards. Yeah, I guess you can do that now. Uh, Warson Woodswacko says, lies, lies, lies. He was alone. Hey. I was not, but it's okay. Where, where, where were you? What cocktail lounge? Did you already answer that? So we went to a bar, and I'm not going to name the oh, bar. Oh, cryptic. Why not? Cryptic. Well, I'm not going to name the first bar we went to. He doesn't want the ladies to know where he is. Well, Falones? I'm not going to name it because they didn't have the SEC <laughs> well, network. Use it for oh, they didn't, oh, they didn't have the SEC network. They didn't have the SEC, have the SEC network. Oh, bro. So, so, so me and, like, 40 people who were there to watch a Mizzou game all got up and left the bar. Holy crap. How much once. did that cost? Him? That's what I'm saying. Like, for an extra eight bucks a month, or even probably less for the SEC network, they could have made a bunch more money, but I'm not going to name the place. And when we went to uh, Barney's right there, Chippewa and Hampton, just because we knew they had the game and we needed to get somewhere quickly. So, that's where we watched the game. Yeah, when I think of a Saturday afternoon watching football, it's always Barney's, I think of. It's, it was Saturday Library. night. Listen, bro, I wanted to watch the game, and they had the game there, so yeah. what do you want me to do? Better watching at a Holiday Inn next to the Six Flags. 
Caddy corner to a gas station and a McDonald's. Barney's put a salve on the wound that you no, got. No, salve, salve. <laughs> I had not been able to watch it in the it first was, tavern. I mean, yeah, it was, we were in the middle of the first quarter, and we were scrambling to find the place, and we knew they had the game. Okay. Well, and what may not have been as glamorous as some other places, but, hey, it worked. Well, sure it did. I've never been to Barney's. It's a Is fine it spot. Chippewa and Hampton mm-hmm. by the Super Target there? Yeah, right across the street. I'll oh, back, Iggy. Okay. The Army game had a play where they did push someone down the field for another 15 yards or so. It's from the 9-5-1. There you go, Iggy. Well, Were you the, watching the Army yeah, game? No, it wasn't the Army game. Okay. That would have been. I would have just taken it mm. and gotten another W. Put it to bed. Yeah, but keep it open. Keep the wound yeah, open. Don't we don't have a salve for it yet. I was watching a bunch of football games Saturday, so I'm not sure which one it was. I forgot. <laughs> Beautiful. And then it could have been Friday night, too. And Notre Dame took the measure of your USC squad. Oh, yeah? What do you think about that? Yeah, it was. I felt bad, too, because uh, Jen Whalen was there. Who? And Jen Whalen, our former entertainment. Okay. She but, was there at the game? Yeah, and she put on her Facebook page at Notre Dame Stadium watching Notre Dame, and I said, you get to see the best quarterback in football. Sam Howell. And she goes, which one is that? Sam Hartman. Sam Howell's with the Commanders. I Sam Hartman's with the... Hartman. She goes, which one? Both quarterbacks are pretty good. I said, Sick exchange. I said, Kayla Williams, yeah, of course. She got your ass. Yeah, she sure Real did. and kill both sides. <laughs> and then I responded. <laughs> I responded about two quarters later. So I guess I jinxed him. God, he looked awful. But you were still able to hit on this girl. <laughs> no, I believe Jen is married. <laughs> when did that ever matter? Well, that's true. How well, she look? The girl has to be. <laughs> well, she's very attractive. I mean, the girl has to be interested for that to happen, but she's not. I she wants know. to come in the studio, though. There's not a lot of women I that can say anyone. no to your charms. <laughs> well, she wants to come in and say hi to everybody and reminisce about her days as the entertainment reporter. Yeah. Uh, you get Pride Joe in. Yeah. I knew her when she huh. was an intern at Channel 4. Sure, yeah, when I was at Channel 4, she was mm-hmm. an intern as well. Yeah. Uh, I like how Strode ridicules a place called Barney's, when in reality he watches his Mizzou games in a foreclosed-upon masturbation station mm. in skid-stained undies and a stack of Playboys nearby. That's from Little Tommy Tribbins. It's cold out there for him in the oh. parking lot, but he's out there. Gosh, well, I was sure kidding. Is. It was... I have nothing against Barney's. It's just the name of it, Barney's. <laughs> What's wrong with that? It's kind of a cute name. I just look at a, you know, like... <laughs> Five stools at the bar, some lady in her 60s having a scotch and a cigarette, and Jackson sitting over in the corner with 40 guys watching a football game. Are there a lot of bars where you can still smoke? No. I don't think there's any. No. There's no smoking going on there. I can tell you there was some, some Missouri Tiger football. That's all that really mattered. In my Fight, Tiger. What's the, Beat, law? What's the law in Missouri? Is it is it illegal to smoke at most indoor places? Oh, yeah. Or is you, there no law? I think you have to be grandfathered in to be even allowed to do it. Five years, people are going to be smoking in underground tunnels. It was I like, mean, now they have the 15 feet away homes. from businesses. But, <laughs> and, like, in a city, like, an actual functioning downtown, like, businesses oh, are on the whoa, whole. Whoa, whoa. What are you trying to say? Yeah, trying real. to say there's a lot of open businesses and a lot of empty <laughs> lots there yeah, downtown. Yeah, I think there's room for smoking. That. But, like, if every business, like, that entire block, everyone's a business, you can't smoke on that entire block because you're going to be 15 feet away outside of being in the middle of the street from mm. a business. So that used to saying. be how much food you sold. Say, you're, say you're a bowl, yeah, you're a bar, but depending on how much food you actually sold, there was some law you could... It had to, yeah, it had to be almost 50%, like, out, yeah, Iggy is correct on that. I think people would get very upset, come unglued if they were... Sitting down to dinner and someone lit up a cigarette in the restaurant. 100%. Or a bar, yeah. even a bar now. 
I just find it weird that, like, outside you have to have a minimal distance. It's like, okay, what are we doing here? Yeah. We're outside. It's like COVID mask regulations. We have just smog going up in the air. I, I, we're all good. When I was hitting the bars in the 70s and 80s, you come home after a night, almost, have to, almost have to destroy yeah, your yeah. clothes. Yep. So bowling alleys used to be in Canton. Like, yeah. when we would go bowling as a kid, I think mm-hmm. you could smoke in bowling alleys and bars. Oh, yeah, it just reeked when you get Imagine home. Imagine being the waitress of, like, a smoking section. Oh, God, and the secondhand smoke you would inhale working there well, six, bowl. seven hours. Emptying and cleaning the ashtrays. Oh, God, Like disgusting. four years ago, we had Gobble Bowl at St. Charles Lanes, and they had smoking, but they said since it's your event and you're basically, it's your bowling alley for the afternoon, <clears throat> you can do what you want with smoking. And I know there's only like three people that smoked, me, Jay, and somebody else. I said, just have smoking in the bar only, no smoking in the bowling alley proper. So I made the announcement, if, you know, no smoking in the bowling alley. You have to go into the bar and smoke. My God, I went into the bar one, one time during a break. I, I couldn't see. I guess there was more than three people smoking because that place was just, it looked like there was accumulating. Nimbi had come through there. It's like, where is everybody? I mean, there was so much yeah. smoke in that yeah, it's bar. It's disgusting when you're, once you're not used to it anymore. I smoke and it's disgusting. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I would, yeah, I, I couldn't handle a room full of, my eyes get all irritated, man. And workplaces used to be like that, and you could used to smoke on airplanes. <laughs> the airplane wanted to blow up my mind, because, yeah. like, there is no going to get fresh air, or leaving there yeah. and getting, like, opening up a window. No. You're just, you're sunk. You're just yeah. trapped. You're stuck. There's no salve for that. Well, the way they had it was stupid. It was, like, the last ten rows, so you're blowing your smoke up to the people that don't smoke. Mm-hmm. Which didn't make any sense. No. Uh, get involved on the program. 314-881-TMA5. <laughs> EDF group text inbox. 636-9004-TMA. Uh, that's how you can call in and you can email in for our design, air, heating, and cooling email today. The morning after at InsideSTL.com. Doug, when you've stepped outside today, how do you do? Jeez. Jack Frost. A little chilly. Jack Frost know. is here. It's it's depressing for me. Uh, Seth Goldcamp says, don't be depressed. Get your furnace tuned up. Now, okay. the good news is I got a high in the 70s on Wednesday. That's Which, what I got. Yeah, it's supposed to get to like 63 today. I, I mean, think. the weather actually looks pretty damn good. I yeah. think this might be the coldest it's going to be, according to my iPhone. Iggy, I don't know. Maybe you got something different. Yeah, it's going to be chilly in the mornings uh, for the next week <clears throat> in the mid-40s. Um, but all week it's going to be mid-60s, almost 70. There you go. So yeah. this is still the time to get your furnace tuned up with Design Air Heating and Cooling online at designairservice.com. You click on it, they'll come out, they'll take care of it. Now you know you are good to go for the cold weather months in St. Louis. Design Air is the official HVAC provider of TMAM, the Tim McKernan Show podcast. Email me for QFTA, erotic stories, questions, comments, hate mail, T-M-C-K-E-R-N-A-N at InsideSTL.com. Design Air Heating and Cooling. Doug's a client. I'm a client. Get your furnace tuned up now. Jackson, tell us about Circa. Be more than happy to, Tim, because the Circus Sports app is now in Illinois. That's right. The world's largest sports book in Las Vegas is now in Illinois. So if you live here in St. Louis, you just make that short drive across the river. Or if you already live in Illinois, sign up for the Circus Sports app. The Circus Sports app is sports betting the way it should be. Big app bets, high betting limits, tight money line splits, and the best customer service. And, of course, the best news of all, the Circus Sports app is now in Illinois. So visit the Circus Sports app. Dot com for more details and get ready to start betting like a pro. If you or someone you know may have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER or text ILGAMB to 833-234. I went 2-3 and three this weekend on my Circa Millions, Doug. I don't oh, think I'm going to win the million. 
So well, I guess we'll it's keep not your doing fault. the show. Thank you. Some sort of problem with the system. Thank you. Why do I keep taking the Patriots? What is that about? Well, I know I don't base this on football. I base it on where the money is. Well, they're not very good. <sighs> Patriots. Not very good. And a boring team, too. Another boring team. Uh, I don't even watch these things. What do I have? A 49ers. That was very chalky. That was a unlike uh, me play. That didn't cover. Saints yeah. minus two. That Caffrey didn't cover. got hurt. Yeah. Debo Samuel. Sammy and I uh, got the Lions and the Giants. Those were my plays. Two and three, 13, 16, and one. And I don't think I'm in the lead. But I'll check. I don't think I'm in the lead on the Circa Millions. 13, 16, and one? It'd be, it'd be surprising if I'm winning. I would have your dad look into that. So you my might. dad can look into that and get me the million dollars? Probably. Sweet. Yeah. I'm in on that. I mean, he got you some parking lots. Yeah, he bought Hubbard for me. That was huge. Yeah. That was a nice acquisition. <laughs> I mean, for pennies on the dollar, too, which is insane. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. He, the man drives a tough bargain. Yes, he I mean, you just, you just came in just to buy the parking lot. and then Just boom. one of the parking lots. That's all. Yeah. And the next now thing I you know, we own radio stations all over the country. And usually a parking lot's not that great of an investment <laughs> when people don't even have to pay to park there. Uh, Tim, we're working on ten dollars an hour parking. Yeah, that's right. Uh, go to Andrea's too. Um, I don't think that's for sale, but the barbecue sauce is, and that's good news. Andrea's.com is where you can get it. Plus the steak sauce. Still a couple of weeks of good barbecuing weather here. Looking at this forecast, so that's good news. And if you want to go to the steakhouse, it's at Andrea's on Collinsville Road, in O'Fallon, Illinois. Max and Rebecca will take wonderful care of you. What a great place to go and great sauces to offer so you can still experience Andrea's even when you're not at the steakhouse. It's Andrea's Steakhouse, that barbecue sauce we all love. Available at andreas.com or at Schnucks or Deerberg's. It's Andrea's Sweet Mother of Mercy. Is it delicious? We are in the Michelob Ultra Studios, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbohydrates. It's Michelob Ultra, sponsor of the TMA Studios. 314-881-TMA5 is how you can participate via text 636-9004-TMA is how you can call in and, of course, email in for our design air, heating and cooling, email of the day. It's 759 in St. Louis. We will close out our Muggin-Ass St. Louis Acura Alton Toyota 8 o'clock hour, 7 o'clock hour, 8 o'clock hour if you're listening in New York, in Boston, in Miami, in Atlanta, mm. it's 8 o'clock hour. But here in St. Louis, the best fans in baseball, right. it's a 7 o'clock hour. And it's brought to you by Munganess, St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota. 8 o'clock hour up next from the Michelob Ultra Studios.